before we get started um, officially recording the cod- podcast, the Codpast, ooh, it's going to be a good day. <laughs> <laughs> doing good, doing good. Uh, Louisiana, born and raised. We're going deep now, sorry. <laughs> yeah, no, that's where we want to go. I could not eat, breathe, and just sleep enough about clays and wing shooting. I was just open to any adventure possible. Hello, and welcome to the Artemis Codpast podcast. (laughs) I'm Ashley Chance. It's becoming our end of the year tradition to look back at our year, and dang, what a year. 2022 was a big one for us. Before we really kick this thing off, I want to apologize for my scratchy voice. Tis the season, and our house fell ill last week. We're mostly better, but you'll have to bear with my nasally self. So this spring, we aired a mini-series on women in conservation leadership. These episodes tied into some virtual sessions where incredible women leaders got together and elevated their game even further in the conservation leadership space. And though I am technically a part of the Artemis staff, I gained so much from this series and have to give all of the credit for this to Marsha. Hello, my name is Marsha. I'm a leadership enabler. She absolutely (laughs) nailed it. We heard from trailblazers, women who stepped into roles never before held by women. We discussed board service and how you, yes, you, me, all of us, have something meaningful to bring to the table. Take a listen. Every job I've ever held, I was the first woman to be in it. Diversifying the voices in any decision-making room is so, so critical. You are afforded opportunities sometimes because of your gender, and that doesn't mean they're bad or misintent. But at the same time, reflect on what that means that you can also contribute to the larger conservation conversation. And that that's really been how I've tried to digest that is why am I being afforded this? What can I gain for the rest of the conservation community? And how can I pay it forward to ensure that, you know, it's if I am the only chick in the room, I'm gonna make sure another ten can follow behind me better decisions are made by inclusive and diverse boards. Some lawsuits began to be filed. That made all the difference. There was actual policies in the agencies whereby they would not hire women in field jobs. They had all kinds of crazy fears about, well, you can't send women out in the field. God, there's men out in the field and there's wild animals in the field. And, uh, you know, it's just all kind of crazy beliefs you have what they don't know they need. If you have good things to give, you should just show up. Every good board that I've ever worked with, it's been hard. And I think that's an important thing to keep in mind is just because it's hard doesn't mean it's bad. Yeah, or that you're unqualified. It's it's hard, period. And it should be because that means, again, it like there's toxic hard and then there's Yes. <laughs> There's non-toxic hard, and we, we definitely want the kind that's that's the good hard. Also this year, we took the show on the road, literally. Shotguns and microphones, everybody. I carried both a field in my home state of Tennessee, where we recorded episodes from a rabbit hunt with our longtime friend Mary Lynn, and a spring turkey hunt with a pack of Artemis women in South Carolina. Those trips were so incredible for me. Those of you who listen regularly know this, but I hadn't done a lot of hunting with women before taking this job. I wanted to. I just couldn't find them. Um, And it turns out, as I suspected, it's pretty awesome. 
when we do these field episodes, only a teeny tiny fraction of tape makes it into the final, but it's so much of the in-between that reminds me of how awesome it is to be in the field with a group of women, like this cut. I like walking into restaurants and all the girls and all the camera. And I had a guy in Kentucky, me and my three girlfriends, we're busting around the mountains and different properties. We came through a small town, they had McDonald's. I was like, let's grab, go up and keep going. So we went in and sat down and this guy walks up. He goes, you girls hunting? I mean, it's turkey season, y'all. Right. And my friend Amanda looks at me and she said, no, we're hiding from our husbands. <laughs> and it's like, you know, like, and we just sat there. It took me a minute to kind of catch on to what she was saying. And then I was like, hey, cue this. Early this fall, we bade farewell to Marsha Brownlee, who stewarded this program forward since the whole thing was just getting off of the ground. Artemis truly wouldn't be what it is today without Marsha. Everyone misses her dearly, most of all me. But it's not like she's dead. (laughs) She's just moving on to the next amazing thing and has laid a foundation here that I and others are going to steward into the future. So switching gears a little, I'll admit that I never foresaw being a podcast host in my career, but it's kind of awesome. One of the best parts is getting to bring my daughter Charlie along for the ride, but it's not all unicorns and rainbows. Talk a little bit about Turkey Camp. We haven't heard about how, um, we haven't heard about the South, we haven't heard about the South Carolina Turkey Camp on the podcast yet. And I would love to know just how you heard about it, what you expected, what it was like, and um, how you came away from that with a friendship around hunting. Podcasting with a baby? Yeah, it's hard. (laughs) But getting to work from home and take Charlie into the field is pretty magical. I looked at her and I was like, Charlie, what do you have to do when you're deer hunting? And she puts her finger up to her mouth and she's like, shh. Yeah. (laughs) No, if she can actually adhere to that, that'll be the next step. Yes. We're grateful to you, Artemis listeners. The Artemis community is amazing, and it's only growing. This year, we brought you tactics courses, book clubs, a ton of in-person events, virtual events, leadership opportunities. We brought you advocacy information around Recovering America's Wildlife Act and other things that are happening all the way from Tennessee to New Mexico and everywhere in between. We have currently 68 ambassadors in states across the country working to connect more women with sporting and conservation, and we couldn't do it without you. Thank you for being here. If Artemis has meant something to you, please consider a financial contribution. All of our resources go towards expanding opportunities for women in sporting and conservation. Go to artemis.nwf.org forward slash join, scroll down and click the green donate button. If you're not able to give, leaving the podcast a review wherever you listen or sharing with a friend also helps us grow. Again, thank you. Yeah, I think that's mostly it. Does anybody have any questions? Are we allowed to say No. <laughs> Thank you for asking. <laughs> do you get crabs? Why? Well, not on, I mean, not occasionally. You need some context to that question, Ashley. Yeah, sorry. Um, the, the ocean kind. 
And mic drop. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The the funniest moment was the UFO. I still can't believe we saw one. Definitely a UFO. Happy Woo. <coughs> Dude, we all say um a lot. <laughs> Don't worry about that. Dogs happen, kids happen, and that's fine. Um, we'll work with it. Did I just wax poetic? <laughs> Artemis is a production of the National Wildlife Federation. I'm your host, Ashley Chance. This episode was edited and produced by Monica Goki. Artemis theme music is by Nash Howe. All other music you heard in this episode was by Jason Shaw at freemusicarchive.org. Thanks for listening, everyone. Oh, one more thing. I'm super excited to share with you all that we have an incredible new addition to the Artemis team. Carly Kutnick is the new Artemis program manager, and you'll be hearing a lot more from her when we pick the podcast back up in February of 2023. Here's Carly. Hey there, Artemis listeners. Carly here with a quick hello. I'm really excited to continue the great work of Marsha, Ashley, and all the Artemis ambassadors and volunteers. I'm also excited to work with Ashley and steer Artemis into the new year, and as we embark on this short break... I hope that you and your families and friends get the opportunity to get outside and do some hunting and fishing together. Three, two, one, here we go. Y'all don't dance by yourselves? That's weird. I mean... (laughs) But you want to talk about the difference between a spoonie and a widgeon and a pintail and a mallard. I'm your girl. I can talk about that all day. <laughs> just I, I, the I other. actually just cracked the knuckles. I'm ready to go. Okay. <laughs> She's just like a box. I'm ready. And uh, and it just changed my entire life. Uh, so everything revolves around hunting now. You know, she really didn't take no for an answer. <laughs> that was something else I didn't I didn't really realize for that generation. You know, that was very rare. All right, everybody. That's a wrap. Sorry, we went a little long. Woo! No way! Yay! Thank you guys! Hooray!